Welcome everyone. Thank you everyone for joining for this very special program, the Ben La Ashri on the Parshiyos, Parsha Shemois. The Ben La Ashri is a very special sefer on Chumash written by the great Sadik, Rabbi Yitzchak Hakoyen Huberman, known as the Tzadik of Ranana. He was a very uh, interesting personality, one of the survivors of the Holocaust. He was born in 1896 and he lived till 1977, Tavshin he was never blessed with children, and therefore he writes in his uh, Sefer and Chilak Aleph that he wants to make it known that he has committed himself to pray daily for anyone who learns his Sefer and says over his Devei Torah in his name that he will pray for them to be saved from any tsara that they need a Yeshua from in this world and in the world to come. So may this learning be a great tzchus for all those who partake of it. In fact, Rav Aaron Leib Steinman uh, once said over about this great tzaddik, the tzaddik of Ranana, that uh, somebody once asked the tzaddik of Ranana a particular question. Tzaddik of Ranana said, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to a bris tomorrow, and I will ask Eliyahu Hanavi. So he's somebody who is uh, on that madrega. I want to share with you seven divrei Torah of the Ben La'ashri on Parshas Shemais. Perak Aleph, Pasuk Hay. This, the Ben Ashri is says, Al-Darach Drush. For each piece, he says what style of Dvartar this is. This is Darach Drush. The Pasuk says, Vayihi kol nefesh yoytzei Yerach Yaakov shivim nafesh, v'yoysef hoya b'Mitzrayim. And it was all the souls that emanated from Yaakov, 70 souls, and Yosef was in Mitzrayim. So it begins, Vayihi. And it ends, v'yoysef hoya. Says the Ben Ashri, we know Vayihi is a lashon of tsar. In Vayihi, ala lashon tsar. Vayihi is a lashon of distress. Haya is a lashon of simcha. So how do we reconcile this? We have a dichotomy. Vayihi is a lashon of sadness, and Haya is a is a language of happiness of simcha. This is a principle that the Bereshis Rabbah Parshman Beis um, Ois Gimel sets forth. In Vayihi, ala lashon tsara, and Haya is a lashon of simcha. So he says as follows. The Gemara in Saito says that Yosef himself, who was a quasi-av, Yosef himself, who had the, uh, what is considered to an extent like one of the avos, he had the capacity to by himself establish 12 shvatim. But he was not able to through that accursed woman who tried to seduce him. And the Gemara says he lost 10 tipin, so he lost the capacity to have 10 of the shvatim that he was going to have, and he was only zoicha to 2, because of that arura, that accursed woman. So, vayihi kol nefesh yotzi shivim nafesh. Vayihi is a lashon of tsar. It was a tsar, there was only 70 souls. Really, there should have been 80 souls. But there was still a happiness for Yosef Hayyab and Mitzrayim, despite the fact that Yosef being in Egypt led to a tsara, that he was not Zoycha, he did not have the merit to establish his own ten children, and then there would have been 80 souls from Yaakov. There was a great happiness that he was in Mitzrayim, and that is, as the Medrash teaches us in Vayikra Rabbah, Parshalam and Beis, say that Yosef being in Mitzrayim allowed him to make safeguards of Kedusha and create a foundation of sanctity for the Jewish people before they would go down to Mitzrayim. So on the one hand, it was a tsar that Yosef was in Mitzrayim because it he was only able to have two children. On the other hand, it was a simcha that he was able to preserve and set the foundation for the sanctity of the Jewish people. Number two. Hava nishak malay. Let us deal wise with them. The uh, Ben Ashri brings a medrash plia and the hishak mus was 
they made a decree, let us be mavatel from the Jewish people, Shmiras Shabbos. Why Dafka Shabbos? Why was Paro and his cohorts after the observance of Shabbos? Says the Ben Lashri. The Gemara and Saita and Rashi brings it down, says that the Paroi knew that God could not bring a Mabel to the world, and therefore he figured if he destroys the Jewish people with water, God would not be able to punish him with water. So he made a decree called Haben Hayiloid Hayaira Tashlichuhu. Says the Ben Lashri, it does not say Yashlichuhu, which means the Egyptians will throw them into the water, but Tashlichuhu. The parents themselves would throw the children into the water. Parai figured he'd be able to wipe his hands clean. He'd be able to be innocent if he himself did not exterminate the Jewish children, but he merely told the parents that they have to. Says the Ben Lashri, this is clearly indicated by the fact that Yochevet threw her son into the water. That was in fulfillment of Kelha Ben Hayiloid Tashlichu. This is what every parent had to do. Just he, she had the foresight to put him in some kind of raft, some kind of Tevas Goyme, in order to preserve his life. But the Mitzrayim themselves would not get their hands dirty and kill the children. They told the parents to do it. Says the Ben Lashri, the proof to this is in the Yalkut Shemaini, we find that when Kaiso was Al Hayam, Uzzah, the ministering angel of Egypt said to God, why do you want to drown the Egyptians? The Egyptians didn't drown your children. What do you mean? Sure they did. They call Haben Hayilayt Hayayayat Sure they drowned the Jewish children. No, the answer is they didn't. The Egyptians wiped their hand clean. They just told us to. Paroi figured that Amira alone, instructing us alone, would not be a cause for God to punish him. But what Paro was scared of is there is one element of Torah from which we see that speech alone is significant. And that is the observance of Shabbos. Why do we rest on Shabbos? Because God created the world in six days. How did God create the world? Bidvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu. God spoke. Hu Amar Vayehi. Ba'asara Ma'amorais. Nivra'ilam. So the world was created by Amira. So Shabbos represents the significance of speech. In fact, just as an aside, the Ben Lashri doesn't bring this, but the Gemara says in Shabbos that anyone who says Vayichula Shamayim Friday night becomes a partner with God in creation. How do you become a partner with God? Because God also only created the world Ba'amira with speech. So by our oral declaration with God, both God who spoke and created the world and we who speak and, and testify to God's creation, we're in it together. We're partners. So Shabbos was the thorn in Paro's side from which he was worried, well, maybe speech is significant. So he figures, let's abolish Shabbos, let's abolish any proof that speech is significant, and then we will not be accountable for our instructing of the Jewish people to exterminate and throw their children into the waters. Uvechol avoida basada, piece number three. The Medr says they only worked in the field, they didn't work in the city. This, the matter says, refers to the fact that they made a decree that the men work and sleep in the field, the women are in the bias, and this way, a paro would cause the Jewish people not to procreate, and they would not fulfill a period of Arivia, there would not be many Jewish children. Ask the Chida, 
Why would Paro do that? Doesn't he want slave labor? I mean, he wants an impressive workforce. So if anything, he should in, tr- want the Jewish people to procreate, not try to, to stop it. Why would Paro try to infringe on Peri of Arivia? So the Ben Lashri quotes the teaching of Rav Simcha Bunim of Parshischa, Rabbois Machshavois Bulevish, Vatsas Hashem Hisako. There are many thoughts in the heart of man, but the counsel of God, it will be upright. Says Rav Simcha Bunim, Rabbois Machshavois Bulevish, man has many thoughts how to get out of God's decree. Vatsas Hashem Hisako, God uses the thoughts of man to carry out his decree. Not only will God carry out his decree, God will carry it out through the machinations and the plans and schemes of man to get out of his decree. Yaakov Avinu was very scared to go down to Mitzrayim. Why was he afraid to go down to Mitzrayim? His son is the king of the land. Paro is sending an impressive carriage to receive him. What was he afraid of? Says the Ben Lashri, he was afraid that if the Jewish people would be in Egypt for 400 years, we would sink to the 50th level of Tumah, we would fall to the point of no return, and there would be no remedy. And therefore, God says to Yaakov, Don't be afraid. I'm going to make you a very large nation. And the large workforce you'll be able to accomplish in 210 years what ordinarily would have taken 400 years. God's consolation to Yaakov, God's calming down Yaakov's nerves was I will make you a big people and therefore you'll be able to do in shorter time uh, the whole service. So the fact that the Jewish people procreated in Egypt, that's what got us out early. The angel of Mitzrayim, says the Sacramentana, he knew about this promise that if the Jewish people would procreate that would get us out early and we would never sink to the 50th level of Tama. And we would not be stuck there forever. So therefore, the Sarah of Mitzrayim wanted to advise Paro, Paro, don't let the Jews procreate so that the Jews would have to be there 400 years. They would sink to the 50th level of Tumah and they would never come out. So therefore, Paro forbade the Jewish people to have Peri of Arivia to procreate. Little did Paro know the psychological force in man of Mayim Genuvim Yimtaku, that when something is forbidden, it creates more of a desire for something. Water has no taste, but when water is stolen, all of a sudden, even tasteless water becomes sweet. So too, because procreation was forbidden for the Jewish people, they had greater desire, greater taiva. And even though the men were in the field and they had to sleep there and the women were in the homes, Chazal say, Tachas ha They were able to procreate in the fields because since Periaverivia was forbidden, there was greater desire and the Jewish people pro- procreated at record pace. They had six at a, at a shot. And they were able to procreate at such a, an incredible rate that they were able to leave before the 400 years were up, only after 210. And that is the reason why Paro forbade procreation to, to, keep, to be able to keep us there forever. And because of that, we procreated at an even greater rate. Now, pa- uh, Moshe's mother put him in a tevas goyme. Goyme, says the Ben Lashri, Alpi Drush. Goyme, Gimel Mem Aleph, 341. Or, this is Rashi Tevois, LF, a thousand. Mem, Mea, Gimel, three. 
What's the significance of that? If you look in Parshas Tetzaveh, Vi'ata Tetzaveh, the Mekubalim say, Megalamukas brings this, that the end of Truma is the word Nechayshas. Nechayshas Ve'ata. The Mekubalim teach, Nechayshas stands for Noyach, Shes, and you, Moshe. Moshe was the Gilgal of Noyach and the Gilgal of Shes as well. This is a well-known teaching. This is Brondam Galamukas, Tikunei Zayar, and the Shar HaGogulam. Noyach Shes Moshe. So Moshe's mother is trying to save him at all costs, and therefore she wanted to summon the collective merit of Moshe, Noyach and Shes, which is Gematria, Noyach Moshe Shes, 1,103, which is the Gematria of the Rashi Tevois, Goime, which stands for Elef, Meya, Gimel, 1,103. We continue, number five, which is our piremes, Vatered Vas Parai. The Balaturim, we actually, on the All Parsha, we have a special shir dedicated to Balaturim, but this is one we didn't mention on the Parsha. Vatered Vas Parai. She went down, Chazal says, she went down from Avedazara and she converted the Tsoyfe Tevois, the end letters of Vatered Vas Parai, as Dasa, she went down from her religion and she entered the religion of the Jewish people. Says Ben Lashri, this is further alluded to by the Rashi Tevois of Vatered Bas Paroi Vav Bez Pei Gematria 88 Beiloi Kim. She went down from her religion and she entered Beiloi Kim, the religion of the Jewish people. Now, another Pshat Al Pidrush Vatered Bas Paroi. Amazingly, in Tanakh, in Chumash, Paroi has two daughters. One was Hagar. Paroi said, better my daughter Hagar should be a shivcha in the house of Avraham than be a princess in someone else's house. Now Hagar, the Torah speaks about at great length. And she was she merited that she spoke with angels and her name was mentioned often in the Torah. But the second daughter of Paroi, her name does not appear in the Chumash. It only appears in Debrei Hayamim, in the, in the Chumash, in Parsha Shemais. Basya's name does not appear. Says the Ben Lashri, maybe we could say as follows. Paro made himself an Avodah as Rashi says, Parakzayin Pasuk Tesvav of Sefer Shemais. And she called her Basya, meaning you're the daughter of God, I'm God, and you're the daughter of God. So therefore in the Chumash, we don't want to say her name. Because Paro's Kavana, so long as Paro's around and alive and kicking, Basya means the daughter of the deity Paro, who considered himself a god, so we don't make mention of her name. So in the Chumash, her name is omitted. However, in Divrei Hayamim, once Paro's out of the scene, and we're just talking about her and her yichas and her good deeds, so we mention her by her name, and there the kavana is, she became the daughter of God because she, in fact, converted and accepted the true religion. One last offering of the Ben Ashri by the birth of Tzipaira to Gershaim, it says, Vatilad Bain, she gave birth to a child that does not say she conceived. We know that by Zilpa. Rashi points out that it says conception by all the other Yemais, Leah, Bila, Rachel, and not by Zilpah. And Rashi says it comes to teach that Zilpah was so young, um, she was Bachura B'yoyser, her conception was not recognizable. Well, it says Ben Lashri, it could be that uh, Tzipar was also very young, and therefore it doesn't say conception. But in his opinion, the reason it doesn't say conception by Tzipar is because she was such a great Sadekas. She was not um, 
affected by the curse of Chava, by the curse of all mankind, that a woman suffers from the Tsar Heroyon. The wife of Moshe Tzipra was such a righteous woman, she was above and beyond the Klala, the Arura of Heroyon, and therefore she was able to have a painless and easy Heroyon, and therefore the word Vatahar does not appear by the consent, by, uh, by Tzipora's birth to Gershom. These are some of the thoughts of the Ben Ashri. May the learning be a zuchus. Lanu, Yisrael, Amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos.